All right, everybody, thank you for jumping on with us for our Tri-State Training Day podcast. I got my man Gabriel Erickson Singh with me, executive board member of FFL 320 Life Solutions, and is just a stone-cold killer. Got a chance to see you down in Miami on stage, kicking off on Saturday with an amazing message, an amazing message for people, and uh, it was really a joy, awesome to see. So it's a pleasure having you on, my man. How are you doing today? Dude, doing great, man. Honored uh, as always to. Uh, I feel like every time we meet, you got a you got a, a new awesome podcast studio, man. So I'm always ready to see what's new. <laughs> I don't think it's quite that, but uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. This one is definitely new and here to stay. But uh, dude, man, it's an honor to Talk have about you on. Me killing it. You you crushed it, man. I appreciate you, man. Um, I do want to touch on that though, man. You know because the points you were making was so strong, you know, about, you know, the Levi, the priest, the good Samaritan, and then, you know, caring versus caring enough. For the people that maybe didn't make it and they're going to, or just for our general audience who's watching us and watching you for the first time, can you give a synopsis of what your messaging was and why it's so important for people to understand what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, Mark, I think it I think it came from, you know, I've been blessed. I, I was reached through, through an inner city youth program when I was a teenager, you know, by a church. And it made a dramatic effect on my life. And I got to be involved in those ministries for the last 15, you know, uh, for about 15, the next 15 years, you know, of my life until just the last year or two, which I've been involved in those less and in other ministries more and I've got to do work with the orphanages and just incredible things. And, you know, after doing those things for long enough, you you realize that those are things that everybody cares about. Right. Like there and no one says like, oh, forget those kids. <laughs> and hmm. No one says, you know, forget those people like maybe, maybe those people are out there and maybe I can count on one hand the people, even if they thought it, that were bold enough to say something like that. But no one does it. But. But do people care enough to to do something, hmm. you know, and now being in this industry for two years, people come in with dreams. You know, they want to make a better life for their family. They want to make a better life for their loved ones. They want to affect their communities in in big, meaningful ways. And then when it comes down to the personal work and sacrifice to make those changes, to be capable of doing those things. It's like people don't care enough to mm. to make those changes. Mm. And so that's that's where the heart came from. And I thought, you know, the Good Samaritan was the perfect story. You know, mm. a guy is hurt, you know, robbed, you know, left on the side of the road. And the priest and the Levite, for all intents, were were decent people. You know, the priests conducted themselves in a manner that they felt would honor God, you know, from everything the way they dressed to bathe themselves to eight to tithe the levites they were god's you know chosen tribe out of israel and many of the same things but they didn't care enough to help this person that was that was a brother to them hmm. you know dying on the side of the road and and like i said in my when i spoke it's it's i don't know that they didn't care right all i know is they didn't care enough <laughs> so good dude and <laughs> here comes this samaritan 
an enemy. You know, if if he wasn't meeting this Israelite, you know, in this circumstance, the Israelite probably wouldn't even have looked his way because of the tension between the two groups of people. And he cares enough to bind this guy up, take him to an inn on his own dime, and even goes as far as to say, hey, anything this guy needs, it's on my ticket. Like, it's, it's a powerful story. And, uh, you know, when we were kids, we got told by our parents, you know, it's it's the thought that counts. But, that, but that's only when you're a kid. <laughs> only when you're a kid is, is it the thought that counts. <laughs> when you when you grow up, it's it's what did you do? <laughs> that's amazing, dude. And the truth is, that is such a challenge. Like that's like pushing the the problem right in your face and saying, "What are you gonna do now?" Yeah, <laughs> that has so many levels to it. <laughs> It's so uncomfortable for people, but the truth is, yeah. is you're living proof of someone who takes pride in caring enough, right? So my first question is, how many things can you care enough about? And how do you, how would you rank that using insurance but also these other things that that are important. That's a great question. I mean, the truth is only only a very small handful. Right. And that's that's why you got to be so intentional about what you choose because the sacrifice I've found, the sacrifice to make a difference and to really affect the things that most people care about is so great. Mm. I mean, you you can only pour so much from your cup. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't you can't pour more than is in there. Mm-hmm. And so, like for me, the last few years, insurance, one of the reasons I've been able to pour myself so completely is because I found some things that went together. Mm. You know, I, I knew if I poured myself into this industry, into this business, I could do so with a clean conscience, with the way that I was, you know, making a living. You know, I was helping clients. I was helping agents. You know, I was helping, you know, everyone involved get their, you know, make their lives better, protect people. But then also what I earned from that, uh, I would say truly like a virtuous vocation Hmm. is the ability to then go out and affect, you know, do these orphanages, you know, help people, you know, make their, make the things that God had put on my heart a reality. Mm. So it all lined up for me because the truth is beyond this and one or two other things, if they don't go together, I got to chop it off. I don't, I don't have enough to, to give. I'm just, you know, we're all so limited. Right. Now, let's take that into the insurance world. I love what you said. But may, a lot of people get into this industry or into this family first life because they want this to be the main thing. So, like you're saying in your speech, some people care. And like you're saying here, but do they care enough? 
So when bandwidth is limited and options are robust, like a family first life, what is the best way for people to streamline their thought process, put force into an opportunity like this to prove that they care enough about what they said? I I would say it's the it's the same same principle, but just kind of broke down another level or two applying to this. Just like for the things in the macro of that I thought thought were so important that I really want to make a difference in. If you boil it down to insurance, I found that there were only a handful of activities that I could really pour myself into completely and that they would be in sync with everything else I was trying to achieve. For instance, you know, writing on a high level, you know, that was pouring directly into me wanting to build a team and help my agents. Because if I wrote on a high level, A, I could be an example. I could also be an authority. I could be an inspiration. And then financially, I could be a help. Hmm. So that one thing huh. being writing on a high level, like it empowered me in every area that I was trying to be good in. Right. And so it made a lot of sense to pour as much energy into that as I could. That's great. That's fantastic. I love that. And that goes with what you're saying is trying to put as many things in the same lineage as possible so that you can get things done. That's amazing. Um, when you think about annual convention, um, fresh off of annual convention, what are what are some of your big takeaways? Um, you're a, you're a agency doing helping twenty five hundred families a month, going on your way to three and four thousand families a month. You wrote you wrote business at a hall of fame level. Um, what are some of the things you're seeing right now, Gabe? And how has what are some of your takeaways com- from convention for your own thought process? You know, every year, no matter what level I think you are at, the biggest takeaway is always the same, but just in a different way. It's belief. Mm. (laughs) You know, when you're a, when I was an agent that had helped, you know, um, was it 250 families, you know, my first seven months in this industry, you know, um, and I saw people that had helped four, five, six 700 families, some of them having helped four or 500 families, their first seven, eight, nine months, mm-hmm. you know, my belief level on what I could do, like skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. Like I thought I actually, I convinced myself I was working hard the last seven <laughs> months. <laughs> and then I come here and I see what's possible. And then same thing that next year, seeing people who had started and had a team helping a thousand families a month, my belief level was like, wow, like maybe I'm making this too complicated. And then, you know, this year, I think just seeing, you know, our peers and what they've been able to achieve and how many families they're helping and the growth. I think, again, I walk away with the feeling that, yeah, what we've done is cool. And I, I'm very, very blessed to, to be a part of it. 
but there's a lot more to achieve. Like the ceiling, not only have we not hit the ceiling, but I don't think I'm even in striking distance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like when you're a, a little kid and you're, you see maybe a kid in the high school, it's tall and goes up and hits the ceiling. And then you try to jump. And if you're like me, I had like a two, three inch vertical, <laughs> you know, like a barely off the ground. And, uh, and I'm like a arm's length away from it. That That's how I felt going to this convention, <laughs> you know, people like, man, Gabe, congratulations. And I'm like, for what? Like we have so, <laughs> we have so far to go. So I, I think again, my belief level was challenged and uh, I'm excited. <laughs> Your delivery is insane, man. I love it. Um, <laughs> makes sense. Um, and that's great. You know, again, having the front row seat to leading, you know, a, a, a burgeoning agency and then so many Hall of Famers that came out of your group last year, you know, what are some things that you're working on now to try to take it to the next level? The The biggest focus, you know, it's, it's funny because in a way it feels like going back to what we did at the very beginning, but looking at it, through the lens of someone now with years of experience who understands it on a higher level. Mm. Like, I feel like, and we talked about this, Mark, and I, I think you even helped me recognize there were things, you know, when we first started, I was doing that were working great, but I didn't understand why they were working great. Like I was <laughs> like, maybe I understood the principle of a thing, but like, I didn't understand what traveling around the country, helping my warm market get up and going. Like I understood it was working. I don't think I understood all the reasons why. Hmm. And now looking at our business this year, you know, our goal is 20 plus direct hall of fame agents. Nice. You know, so not people that are within our other agencies, obviously want to help everyone the way hmm. we can, but our main focus is, Hey, who do we have direct new coming in or that's been here for a few months that can be Hall of Fame this year? Wow. And then to help them grow and build an agency. That that's the number one focus for us. That's amazing. That's changing. That is a, a amazing mandate to change a ton of lives. A Hall of Fame producer represents someone who's changed a lot of lives, not just families out there, but they also attract people. And people are attracted yeah. to them, whether those people are in their hierarchy or not. People are attracted to consistent writers, and they have yeah, they have another, they have more to offer. So that's an amazing goal in and of itself, just in direct um, agents. So that's that's amazing. And then, as you know, working in, in a partnership and 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 you your portion of the partnership versus Joe's version of portion of the partnership. When you guys are kind of collabing and going through things and you guys are looking at, again, like a business plan like that, like we want to get 20 direct agents, you know, what are some of the things that you take on and you bring to the table from a standpoint of, Hey, this is what 
this is my value prop, and this is how I can get as much value to 320 as possible. I think for for me and Joe, it, it's been it's been a lesson in simplicity the past mm. year, but especially the last few months. You know, like hey, when we were crushing it, when our growth was explosive and dynamic, what were we doing? And it was Joe taking his ability to to sell people on the opportunity, to to bring people in and to recruit people on a high level, and my ability to go out and train and instill a belief in their ability to do it. So I think to make it very simple, Joe is bringing them in. You know, he's uh, he's bringing in people on a high level, and I'm training everybody spending a ton of time isolating, you know, figuring out, of course, I want to give everyone a fair shot, but isolating those 20 that I think are going to be, you know, the hall of fame producers, you know, wherever, whenever we find them mm. and giving them my main focus. So just uh, setting them up and knocking them down. Love it. Now, are you doing more? Are you, are you, are you um do, personally producing this year? Okay. Yes. What is your goal? I, I want to help a thousand families this year, personally. Really? That is amazing. Um, you definitely have the ability to do it. How are you setting that up? Because that's that's serious. Now, are you doing that in home or are you doing that via tele? It's it's both. So, like this week, you know, I uh, tomorrow. And Saturday, I'm field training two different direct agents both days. Okay. So I'll be in the field. Okay. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, I'll be, it'll be all telesales. Got it. Okay. I love it. Have you done a lot of telesales? Because I know mainly you, you, you cut your teeth in the field. I'm just starting to really get into it. I helped 10 families last week over the phone. So uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, oh, you're I'm, gonna be I'm, a I'm scary cutting my dude. teeth on it. Dude, the power of Tela in a scaling platform with a live dial is insane. I mean, you can train 10, you could train 20 agents at once. So yeah. with your training a bit, like, whoa, I just got chills. <laughs> you got... You got the ability to really move some people with that. That's amazing, bro. Ten families. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, so yeah, it's um, it's incredible, dude. I mean, just seeing what our group. I I love just seeing people grow and learn to help people in new ways. And it's one of those things that it took me too long to jump into. You know, because, uh, you know, I was in my groove doing what I knew how to do, but it's exciting to grow and to do something different. And I uh, I love it, dude. I just helped. Uh, it, it's so Mindy made a comment to me hmm. where she's like, you know, I can't believe how not different it is. Hmm. <laughs> she's like, she's like, I was scared for so long to go in because I thought it was going to be so different. And like, I just helped. uh a dad down in Alabama whose brother passed away a few years ago and he's protecting his home for his daughter and uh, was just telling me about his family and how grateful he was to get coverage in place and how much it meant to him. And uh, I was like, man, I, I feel like I was 
sitting in that guy's house with him. That's great. I don't know why I was so intimidated by doing this, you know, because I'd done it here and there, but I'd never made it a focus. And so I'm I'm very excited for for this year. You're gonna crush it. Um, and again, I'm saying this glowingly, but I'm saying it like you're one of the best pound for pound trainers in the company. I mean, you you take it down to the level of someone who's new. You're you know self deprecating. You have no problem. You're not you're not embarrassed. Like you're okay. Like. You actually are, you act in your world, you actually want to screw up. So you could be like, yeah, I mean, like, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, which is like, yeah. Like you said in a training a year ago in Giordano's office, like a lot of people are scared to, to perform because they might fail. But that's like your, your secret weapon. You know, you're not afraid to perform because you hope you fail. So it's like that training from that place has had a tremendous impact on a lot of people. Why do you see it that way, Gabe? You know, I I think when I was young, the notion of being unstoppable meant that you were never defeated. Like, so you were scared to... Hmm. Uh, you were scared to lose. And, you know, so if the, it, it was weird for guys to want to be the best, want to be the top, but then to also simultaneously be scared to lose because it felt like somehow that was wrong. Somehow that was exposing weakness. But then I found out be, being unstoppable is not never losing. It's it doesn't matter how many times you fail, how many times you get punched in the face. You don't stop. It's the, it's the Rocky story, right? <laughs> it's it wasn't that Rocky never lost. It's that he, it's that he never gave up. Mm. And being in this industry, you find that the people that are truly the most successful, they have this period where it's like they ate dirt <laughs> for <laughs> for for months. You know, and. And when we look at their story, like we glance over that part. That's like, good. you know, we had Nat DiCarlo crushing it on our training a few few weeks ago. And he shares how his first six months, he was really struggling to help, you know, 10, 15, 20 families a month. And then he explodes and this year helps 800. Wow. And we, we glance over it. People being like, oh, yeah, you know, that for three, four, five months. But for me, I'm like, well, that's the path. Hmm. The path is 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 getting beat up for a few months. And then that's what you get. That's your <laughs> reward. Right. So it makes me excited to go after it and uh, want to encourage agents to do the same. Like, hey, go go after that. That, you know, right. what does Sean Mike say? Punch me in the face. Like, <laughs> give me that punch. <laughs> I'll take it because I know victory's on the other side. Yeah. That's so good, bro. That's so good. <laughs> Dude, I'm so happy for you and what you guys are doing and how many impact how many lives you're impacting. I mean, it's almost like listening to you is like this was destined for you as a means to an end to do the change you want to do in this world. And, you know, 
you found the perfect vehicle to be able to do that and then you're like this is this becomes the perfect vehicle if you're willing to get punched in the face right if you're willing to like you said eat dirt for a period of time while you're learning and getting body blowed you 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 get to a place where you get to really enjoy it and really it becomes predictable and mm. that is the place where the fruits at and why we get into this business but seeing you sing about how you enjoy it and 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 how you would just run towards it and run for it it's like it's why you are where you are and it's you deserve to be here and to continue to excel and and, and be successful because the message that you're bringing is one of you know peace love kindness and care so i'm i'm just so happy for you man and thank you for jumping on with me I appreciate that so much, man. And uh, I appreciate your example and, and mentorship and uh, the acknowledgement, you know, things like the, uh, you know, the tri-state, you know, awards dinner, they mean so much to our group. We enjoy it so much. And, uh, you know, sometimes I forget how much you, you do such a great job at acknowledging and helping people understand their gifts and sometimes I forget how powerful it is. And you, you've helped remind me multiple times. And so thank you for that. And I'm honored to be part of the group. And uh, you're right, dude. I, I love it. I feel like, I feel like we were destined to do this, man. I love it. I love you, man. So congratulations on all your success. I know we're just getting started, but you're impacting a lot of lives and I appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for jumping on. Thank you so much. God bless. Let's keep going, baby. Let's keep going. Going to be a big 2023. Thanks, Kate. Hey, before you get off, what is the goal for 3LS as an agency? For 3LS as an agency, we want to be helping uh, 6,000 families a month by the end of the year. Let's go. Let's go. All right, my man. Appreciate you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you.